Hey there, I'm Dr. Amy King, otherwise known as Dr. Amy, and this podcast is the most important medicine. If you don't know me, I'm a licensed psychologist, trainer, and consultant. And on this podcast, we're here to discuss how talking about trauma and providing a space for patients to share their experiences is how we transform medicine. I work with providers and healthcare organizations on the daily, and every time we begin these conversations and I hint at discussions about trauma, I am met with one of two things, either intense, compassionate curiosity and or a whole lot of of skepticism. And that's what we're here for, to make understanding and discussing trauma accessible, and even more important, how to respond to trauma so that you feel competent as a provider. Every time you join me, I want you to hear practical information and leave with tangible tools that you can use with patients today. So why me? Why am I doing this podcast? And why now? Well, I wish there was something I could say that might reassure you of my ability to hold a space for these conversations. But I think I'll just have to earn your trust over time to be both a facilitator, a voice elevator, a guide, and an excellent, encouraging voice of lived experiences and stories. And why now? Well, today it's 2022 and our world is still learning to survive through a global pandemic. Our world is hurting and most importantly, the people I work with the most often and admire so greatly are completely overwhelmed to the point of burnout. So today is as good a day as any because this work is important and there's no better time than now. So let's dive in. In today's episode, we're going to do some level set about what to expect from this podcast, who it's for, and what my hopes are in creating it. I want to start with a story. So about eight years ago now, I was met by a group of incredible pediatricians at a local group called the Children's Health Alliance. Um, I live and work outside of Portland, Oregon, in a small town called Newburgh, Um, and this group of pediatricians, which is... Um, from the Children's Health Alliance is an independent physician alliance that works towards health improvement for children. They reached out to me and said, what do we do about the ACEs study? Have you heard about it? How do we respond to it? They had seen the TED talk done by Dr. Nadine Burke Harris. They had had some information and training around adverse childhood experiences, and they wanted to know how to respond. More importantly, they wanted to know how they could bridge this gap between knowing what childhood adversity was and what to do about it. Um, One of the providers, uh, Dr. Dean Mashofsky, who is a veteran pediatrician and a healthcare hero, said, you know what I'd really like is if we could somehow create a curriculum for all of us to use at Well Child Checks to mitigate the effects of stress and trauma and boost resilience. You know, it was interesting because these providers knew it was important to know about trauma, but even more important for them, for the families they worked with every day and the kids whose lives they touched, was knowing what to do about the trauma once it was presented to them. It's kind of like once they knew the trauma was present, they felt ethically obligated to do something about it, a a tool to provide, a resource to give, a way to talk about trauma in a way that would help their patients and families begin to heal. So we began talking about ways to boost resilience, address social determinants of health, um, really support early relational health, 
and make a curriculum that providers could have access to. And so that's what I dug into. I went to my work around trauma-informed work, um, what I knew about behavioral health integration, and I began developing a curriculum that providers could use that would boost those buffering mechanisms that protect and ameliorate effects from stress and trauma for kids and families. But I knew it had to be short. I knew these little interventions had to be five minutes because providers are overwhelmed and they're Visits are really short, and you all know if you're a provider that you don't have a lot of time to do one more thing during a visit. So I began developing a curriculum, um, combining that work, like I said, between what I knew to be trauma-informed, best practices, efficacious interventions, and what I thought might work for providers in about three to five minutes. (laughs) Um, We had dinners together. We shared lasagna and food. And I just threw ideas out and we saw what stuck. And they would come back to me after practicing these interventions with their patients or looking them over and saying, I need more script around this, or this was really transformational, or I'm not sure how this is going to work. And they just were these incredible, incredible pioneers in creating this curriculum with me. And what we saw is that it really began to transform their practices. They built confidence and competence and created this this way of being able to talk to patients in a way that they really had never done before. Um, I'll never forget a couple of the providers who said to me, one in particular shared that before she had joined this group of pilot pediatricians developing this work, she was really burned out and thinking about leaving the world of pediatrics. And after getting some of the training, she actually said, this is what's making me feel inspired to continue to do this work. I now know that this is what I'm meant to do, that this is a way I can have a really significant impact on the lives of kids and families. Another provider, Dr. Erica Meyer, shared with me that when she began talking with parents about what trauma was and how we might respond differently, she was using one of the interventions with a mom and her child. And then she saw the same family on her books the next day. And she was kind of scratching her head going, hmm, I wonder why this same patient is on my books tomorrow. But in fact, it was the mom bringing her partner in to say, teach him too. He needs to hear it. Um, So it just really began to transform the work they were doing in meaningful, deep, rich ways. That team, by the way, at the Children's Health Alliance is still in full force. They're now called the PACES Committee, um, looking at both adverse childhood experiences, but also positive childhood experiences. And hopefully we'll get to talk with them more later on in this podcast so you can hear their stories. Another story that I might share with you is how I named this podcast, The Most Important Medicine. So in the spring, I host provider retreats and I invite about 20 or 30 providers out to my farm in Newburgh, Oregon. And we really immerse ourselves in the deep work of understanding trauma, not just the adverse childhood experiences, but the broadened definition of trauma from the National Child Traumatic Stress Network. We really dig into historical traumas, intergenerational trauma, systemic oppression. And then we dive into the work of how we take care of ourselves in those spaces and then how we help our patients. At a retreat, You know, I had initially named the retreat um, something around building resilience. And as we went through the content, one of the providers uh, interrupted me and said, 
you know, Amy, I think we need to re rename this retreat because this is everything talking about trauma, responding to patients in more compassionate ways, building compassionate practices in primary care, having tools that we can share with our patients that help them have stronger relationships, better connection, more positive attachment. He said, this is everything. This is the most important medicine we could be practicing. So that's the name of the podcast, The Most Important Medicine. And that brings me to today. Talking about trauma was the beginning. Knowing what to do and how to respond when patients began reporting trauma was an important next step to the providers I was working with. It almost felt unethical to them to know about trauma and ask their patients about trauma, but not know what to do to address the trauma. So that's where we begin our collaboration. First, I reassured them that there was so much they're already doing. I mean, if you're a healthcare provider, you're talking to families about really hard things every day. You know this as a healthcare provider. I just think that when it has the the big T of trauma associated with it, it feels overwhelming. Uh, Providers tell me things like, I'm not a therapist. What if I open a big can of worms? But what you'll find as we go through this podcast together that often the art of listening and the ability to sit with a patient as they describe or report things to you that have been really hard or that they've overcome is one of the most important things you can do. We'll talk about that in a later episode. Second, I really want to try to make responses to trauma really actionable and straightforward. So pro tip, like I said, it's really about listening letting people know they're not alone and that you share their goal to be the healthiest, happiest people they can be, they can be, excuse me, regardless of their past. And to reassure patients that they can heal from trauma. And especially if they're parents, that they can break cycles of intergenerational trauma. Finally, I do a lot of training around responding to trauma with in-office interventions. I know so many of you are in rural health care or practices that don't have behavioral health consultants. And even if you do, they're swamped, right? So practical tools are really important to me. So next, I want to let you know what you can expect from me in this podcast. I will be sincere. I will be transparent. I'll try to be funny when I can. Educational and relatable. I'll make mistakes. Working with and around the topic of trauma is inherently messy work, but it's rewarding work if you keep failing forward and continuing to try to understand and listen and elevate the voices of people. I will try to humbly model how to use those mistakes and make amends. I'll take my 23 years of being a trauma-informed therapist, several years of integrated behavioral health care work, and the last 10 years of consultation with healthcare providers Then I'll mix that into a bit of Dr. Amy magic to create a fun and lightning experience that feels really relatable for you. So here are my hopes for this podcast. After you listen to these first two episodes of the podcast, which are really just level set around what to expect and what this work looks like, we'll call it the Dr. Amy docu-series. Then we'll dive in with some guests, okay? Other providers, just like you, who are what I call champions in this field of responding to trauma and building resilience. I'll also invite experts from other fields so that you have this really rich multidisciplinary approach. 
My vision is that we have a mix of education, guest speakers, elevated voices to be sure we're always looking at trauma through the lens of equity, spotlighting providers who are working in areas that you might not be as familiar with. And every once in a while, I'll give you a little recap because let's face it, this work is overwhelming. We'll be learning together. So let's think of this as one big team learning about trauma and learning about how to mitigate trauma by building those incredible buffering mechanisms that help children and families build resilience and thrive. That's it, friends. The people and all the sites that I've mentioned above, I'll put in the show notes. Nothing fancy, but I want you to have access to the goodies when I mention them. The best thing you can do for yourself is to go to my website, www.dramyllc, that's LLC, all spelled out, .com, and subscribe. There's a lot of tools on there for you that are free. Um, it's free for you. You get tons of relatable information that help you transform your practice. It comes out every week. This, I have a newsletter. There's also some really great worksheets on right now around how to build cultures of trust and how to create boundaries as a provider. We all need that. And if you like what you're hearing in this space, then I invite you to join us in the Provider Lounge, a community to build resilience. It's a membership for providers to have access to all of my training materials regarding resilience building and creating those buffering mechanisms for early relational health. It's part content, obviously, with an online portal, and then it's part community. We meet monthly, sometimes more, and get continuing medical education, all while getting those doses of important information. And if you ask the other providers in there, a little bit of therapy. So it's part content and part community. It's really an incredible group of providers who work together in a learning collaborative and lean into conversations about trauma, resilience, and other tough questions that come up in primary care. This is the most important medicine. Keep listening to people's stories and let them transform you and keep sharing your own because your humanity will heal others. We'll talk soon.